0: Welcome back to Don't Cut A Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We are continuing The Blade Itself by Joe Abercrombie today. Second section, the the middle section, as I like to say. Mm. We, are, we are up to the chapter titled Her Kind Fight Everything. We have not gone past that, so that's what, that's the section that we'll be talking about. But let's get a little let's get a little warm-up
1: going, Dan. Yeah, Luke, this is this might be more than a warm-up. This this is a hot take that I've got, a Dan hot take. So, Luke, are you familiar with the the scooters, the like rental scooters you can take around, like uh, Lime scooters and Bird scooters? Yeah. Okay, so I I'm gonna preface this by saying I've you know I've never used one of these, um, but I love these scooters. Okay. I think they're great
0: you you've never used them before
1: then. no never
0: okay tell tell me why you think that they're great without having used them okay
1: so you know i live in a, a city there's a lot of these scooters everywhere i think they look really cool people zipping around on these electric scooters okay so there's a lot of like reasons why these scooters could potentially be good for like the environment and stuff, right? They're electric, maybe people aren't going to drive and they'll take a scooter instead of a short, you know, a short drive. I don't know if that's true or not. But what I do know is I feel like I live in 2200 and people are zipping around on their future transport everywhere.
0: Okay. My, I have, I have a critique of this. Okay. And that is... I, I, I get your point. I don't think that they look cool. But, okay. I don't know why we got rid of the segues. Oh, no. Okay, if you want to talk about looking cool... Okay, no, I, I admit that the segway... You do not look cool on a segway. No. But if you're talking
1: wanting to be futuristic... That's the way to do it. Yeah, but okay. No, 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 Luke. And here's why. The scooter is the everyman's vehicle. Okay? You know how much a Segway costs? I I don't off the top of my head. It's like guessing
0: it's more than a scooter, though.
1: I googled it. It's like $600.
0: That's actually a lot less than I was expecting.
1: Okay. Do you know how much it costs to take one of those scooters for like a 15-minute trip? (laughs) Okay, yeah, but that's the renting move. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. This brings me to my second point. This brings me to my second point. Being able to rent these scooters, so convenient. Because, okay, I have a bike. I don't use these scooters because most of the time I'm riding my bike everywhere. But if I want to take my bike somewhere, I have to bring a bike lock. I have to find a place to put my helmet. So inconvenient. I have to think about... Hmm. Should I lock up both my wheels so that they don't get taken when it's out? Oh, stressful. If I'm taking one of these scooters, dude, I just chuck that wherever. Bye. I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't care. It's done.
0: True. It does seem very convenient. What's the what's the what's the price on these guys? Yeah. Do you know? Okay.
1: So this is the, we're not sponsored by any scooter company. <laughs> It's like $3 to take a two-mile trip. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the exact um, cost per mile, and they're all different, but I just remember it being pretty cheap for you know, a short trip on one of these scooters. I'm a, I'm a
0: little worried about how, how well can you take these on a road or something like that. Okay, so not super well. See, I think the usefulness of them is a little a little diminished by things like that.
1: Okay, so I will say that these tend to be terrible on the sidewalks. So if I'm trying to walk somewhere and there's a gaggle of scooters coming the opposite direction, there's a brief moment of panic where I don't know mm-hmm. if one of them is going to hit me. I'll say that. But, Luke... When, you know, big old Harrison Ford came out with his first car, the people who saw that were all... What? <laughs> yeah, the the car guy, Harrison Ford. Is his name Harrison? <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Uh, okay, but my point is that when the first cars came out, and this behemoth started coming down the road. Everybody was like, oh, this is a menace. We should get these out of here. And then we made a little car zone. And now everybody's fine with it. Right. I, uh, I'll i defer to your knowledge of history. <laughs> I think cars get too much space now. Give cars less space. Give more space for scooters. Okay. Hmm. So uh, I'll agree with... Uh, I don't know if we go scooters here that need
0: more space, but but sure, sure. I think I was the kind of person that grew up with the Razor scooter craze. Oh, yeah. You know? And so my question is, can you do tricks with them? I mean... Like, can you do the little spin around move
1: where it hits your ankles and breaks them? (laughs) Okay, I will say this. The scooters are very heavy because they have a big battery in them. Mm-hmm. So it would, it would probably actually sever your, your legs from your feet if you tried to whip it around like a Razor scooter. Hard to
0: imagine something more painful than the original Razor scooters hitting your ankle. No, but... this,
1: would be, this would be a just destruction of your ankles. Okay. Yeah, complete crushing of the bones, severing of the tendons, and your feet are just left behind. But good news. You're already on a scooter. (laughs) You get where you need to go. No problem. Okay.
0: Yeah. I...
1: So this wasn't quite as hot as I thought it was going to be, if I'm honest. See, Luke, I think you just don't live in a place with a lot of these scooters. Okay, that's true. I don't. Okay. Because in the last month, multiple people have come up to me and said... Hey, I'm putting a petition to, together to ban these scooters in the Twin Cities because they are so bad. And you know, there's good reasons to dislike the scooters. I'll I'll admit that people don't leave them in responsible places. They'll leave them just in the middle of the sidewalk or they'll block like handicap exits. Not really the most responsible users on a lot of these scooters. But I always have to look these people dead in the eyes and say, I like the scooters. (laughs) And they get, most of the time they get kind of pissed at me. Like, how could you do (laughs) this? How could you betray your bike riding brethren? Mm -hmm.
0: I could see there being a pretty, a pretty intense hatred of them from bike riders. Because I feel like this is kind of a... PC master race kind of thing, you know, where people with PCs, the game on PCs think they're way better than people that game on consoles, kind of the same way with people that bike think they're way better than people that take the scooters. They're
1: probably right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people who bike are unquestionably better than people who take these scooters. That's not up for debate. (laughs) But I think our own hubris is blinding us from the possibilities if we joined forces with our scooter brethren and sisters, sister, 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 S-
0: uh.
1: we—oh man! Think of the bike lanes! Think of the glorious scooter slash bike lanes we could create. That have a nice barrier from the cars, that are like well lit, that are paved really nicely. Oh, it'd be a beautiful future.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the scooter bike rivalry is keeping that from happening, but oh no, it I is. take your point. It is okay. There's blood on the streets, Luke. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I don't know how to respond
1: to that. <laughs> well, speaking of blood on the streets, let's talk about the blade itself, huh? <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: Let's jump into that. So, uh, we're, yeah, we're about two thirds of the way through. And let's see, the first thing that I have is we get, we get our introduction to, I believe her name is Pharaoh, something like that. Mm -hmm. And this might be kind of a hot take, but can we stop having to bury everyone, Dan? It's just so many times in a book They have to bury somebody and it's always so inconvenient, like crazy inconvenient. There is there is saying we don't have you know, we're being chased. We can't leave. We, We have to just leave them. And then somebody's like, no, dude, we need to bury them to respect the dead. Let's stay here for another two hours. Tire ourselves out before we go on the run. You don't No, You don't have to. You
1: don't have to bury everyone. It's f- it's fine. Luke, I'm going to take this a step further. Who do you think they made carry the shovel? <laughs> because she mentioned that she's using a shovel to bury these people. Right. And they're in, like, the desert. So a shovel, I don't think, has a whole lot of utility no. outside of burying everyone. So who do you think they were like, hey, we really might need this shovel later on? You want to, you want to carry that for us? You know, you probably, I mean, I wonder if it would be better if, if as you're carrying around the shovel, you're thinking, man, I hope I never have to use this. Or, man, I hope I'm the one who has to use this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of dark. Yeah. Also. Because the only reason you're carrying the shovel is to bury dead people. Which then I think you should just make a pact like, hey, if we die, just it's cool. We're done. Yeah, it should be it should be talked about. Nobody carries the shovel.
0: Anyone that's in a group that's running from someone should be like, okay, if I die, you don't have to bury me. I don't freaking care at all. Like, it's kind of the same way how I assume people that climb Mount Everest are like, hey, dude, if I die and we're stuck up there, you can eat me. It should be the same kind of communication
1: right right absolutely um it's just like that (laughs) i don't know would you do that luke
0: i i don't care dude you can eat me
1: all right well i mean (laughs) if i'm starting to get just a little hungry then i would consider smothering you with a pillow no no okay that's
0: not it it's it's if i die yeah. Not caused by you, you can eat me.
1: Oh. You can't kill me to eat me. Okay, well, we need to have these caveats set up beforehand. Otherwise, I'm going to be up there with the understanding that if I get a little hungry, I could just open the zipper on your tent a little bit one night and then have a little frozen Luke snack.
0: <laughs> okay, exactly. This is, this is, this is the, the point that we're trying to make. Communication. Tell people what they need to do and what they can
1: do if things go south.
0: Don't bury people anymore.
1: Oh, that's I mean, if you have time, you you could still bury them. I guess. But like, if you're on the run, don't. No. That's why you need to talk about these things, you know?
0: On the oh, in the in the same section. Yeah. Uh the the guy that she's with the magician whatever he is. Yolway, I think is his name. Mhm. This is something that I I talked about. I think when we were doing one of the Game of Thrones books and people have these plans, right? Or plans or some kind of magic and they never explain them. Like, just tell me what to expect. What happens is he's guiding, Yowai is guiding Pharaoh. I should double check her name, but I think it's Pharaoh. Through the camp, he's like, okay, just follow me. He doesn't tell her anything more. And they walk through the camp and apparently he's done some magic to make it so that people can't hear them or see them. But he doesn't tell her that and she's like freaking out and she's like why are we just walking through? And then I think finally he tells her when she, they're like in somebody's camp. You could have you could have done you could have just explained the situation on the way. It wouldn't have taken
1: any extra time. I mean maybe Okay, no, I'm totally on board with you. The only reason that nobody does this is because they look so much cooler, right? Right, yeah. I mean, maybe he's trying to kind of intimidate her because Pharaoh's tried to kill him already a lot. And so maybe he's trying to pretend like he's way more mysterious than he actually is, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, this is his only trick, But he wants Pharaoh to think he's got other things up his sleeve. Like he's not revealing everything.
0: So like this trick is so casual to him
1: that he didn't even think to explain it. Either that or it's his only thing he can do. But if he explains it, it makes it seem like he's just going to tell her all the magic that he's got. Um... And so then she's like, oh, now I know how this works. I just have to stab him in his weak point, and then he'll be done. And he, he's thinking, I can't tell her how this works. Totally.
0: That's probably, that's totally it, Dan.
1: Okay, let's talk about wizards a little bit more. We, we've now been introduced to, like, four magic users in this whole world. We haven't seen the apprentice of Baez do any magic. At this point, right. But bias mentions that there are wizards who can do healing magic, but he's not one of them. He didn't specialize in healing magic. I don't know if I don't know if this is going to be a hot take, but I kind of want Glockta to get some healing magic action. Ooh! If only, for, because I'm tired of him whining about everything. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't really care if Glockta becomes whole again because I think he's a good guy and deserves it. I'm just tired of him constantly talking about his aches and pains. We get it, dude. We yeah. can we can see you. Yeah, you're struggling for sure. Stop <laughs> whining about it constantly. It's, yeah, it's tough to tell Glockta to stop whining
0: about stuff, considering how he has a lot to whine about. yeah. But at the same time, like, dude, just, you've been doing this a while. You don't have to keep talking about it. Like, you know, if you, if you don't think about it that much anymore, maybe it'll stop bothering you so much.
1: Yeah. It's been years, Glockta. You got to learn to just live with your, live with your body, how it is and find the beauty in it, you know, accept it. Maybe. Okay. Maybe
0: do a little something to help your body. Mm. A little physical therapy would, would be helpful. They've got to have
1: people specializing in that here, right?
0: Got to have some kind of physical therapy.
1: They've got to Do things. some water. Do some aquabatics. You know, do some, I, some water I sports. Think that's, that, I think it's water aerobics, but...
0: Uh. I think <laughs> aquabatics sounds so much cooler, though. Okay, fair enough, but yeah, I think I think that's definitely true. Glockta just I hate saying that he's he whines too much, but I haven't seen I ha- the the issue is I haven't seen him try to improve his life. Okay, no. Glockta, I want to see you try.
1: We need to get him on some inspirational podcasts. Some. We, he needs to get that bread, I think is what they say on those. he needs to uh oh Luke, what are some other inspirational podcast quotes we can we can help Glockta with um that's not really my area of expertise Glockta just uh thirty minute power naps are really essential to maximizing productivity throughout the day Glockta uh live laugh, love. <laughs> Very important to do. Yeah. Yeah. Here's
0: the other thing, Dan. Glockta, if you don't like porridge, just eat something else, man.
1: (laughs) Thank you. There are other foods that you can eat that you don't need teeth for. He mentions at one point he wants a nice crisp apple. Okay. You're not going to be able to get that. But Glockta, I have a pretty good runner up that you can totally eat. Applesauce
0: applesauce so good great great applesauce just plain is good Throw in some cinnamon in there even better so right mix
1: that into your oatmeal oh my gosh here i got Make another smoothie. one smoothie i got a, yeah i got another one glock have you ever heard of a little chain called jamba juice <laughs> you're gonna love it yeah it's dude i would drink jamba juice 24 7 if i'm being real Get, get some, if you don't like oatmeal, have some
0: tomato soup. There's so many Tom- possibilities, Clock. You can dip bread in tomato soup. Oh, hold it on. It gets it soggy enough that you don't
1: really oh. have to chew it. I mean, maybe. You said bread, and I was like, oof, that's triggering me, Luke. I don't think he could do bread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, we talked about how porridge can be better. Then mm-hmm. he makes it seem. Mm-hmm. But if you don't like go Pudding. Pudding's phenomenal. So good. Do you know do you know how much I used to trade away of my lunchbox for a little snack pack for of pudding? One snack pack. I would I would I would trade my I would trade away my fruit roll up.
1: Oh, you went fruit roll up. Yeah. I'd trade the Oreos instantly. Oreos are mm-hmm. gone. Give me that snack pack, baby.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, uh, I also don't know if I should feel bad about the fact that I'm feeling nervous for Glockta, as in Glockta's in way over his head here, mm-hmm. and he's being manipulated to do stuff for larger forces, way above his pay grade, and I, I kind of feel nervous for Glockta, I don't want him to get get snatched up in this, you know? Okay, fair enough. Well like, Glockta kind of is a bad guy. Glockta's not a good guy. Well, he is literally a torturer. Yeah. But, but he's kind of like a detective, right? He's kind of like a gritty uh, detective, you know, like Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if I'm going to put him in that category
0: yet. Because it seems like there's not a lot of legitimate fact-finding in the Inquisition. For example, when they're like, hey, put this dude's name down, even though he, you don't have anything to do with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got unconventional methods, but he gets the job done, Luke. So far. I mean, so far, yeah, the good. Mercers were definitely defrauding the king of money. They admitted to that, right?
0: Okay, yes. But that's always very easy to prove in these scenarios. It's just that no one wants to charge them for that. You know what I mean?
1: Why not, Luke? Isn't this a country of law?
0: <laughs> Why he's, is the law at, there
1: if nobody's going to follow it, Luke? No, nobody's
0: above the law, Dan. That's right. <laughs> so the other thing is, he's, um, you say he's kind of above his pay grade, and it kind of seems like he's smart enough to do this, but he's just not, he's just not at that level in terms of, I don't know noble blood or whatever it is, power Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's a little section in this that makes Galacta seem kind of dumb. And I think it's a little, I think it's pretty telling. And this is when he's, he's getting his orders from the archlector salt to, to investigate bias in that group. And he's like, I could interrogate one of them. And the salt is like, no, (laughs) That's no, we know we can't just go grab and torture them. We need to like figure this out otherwise. And then he's like, okay, they're staying in the house of chains. Maybe one of them could fall.
1: And so I like, no, no. <laughs> like pulls out a cleaver like they could cut themselves shaving. It's like, <laughs> Glockta, you know how to do other things, right?
0: Yeah, just so follow this, them. <laughs> <laughs> this section made me think Glockta's kind of, I don't think he's, he's not dumb. No. But he's not, he's not up to the level of scheming that
1: other characters are. That, and that's why, that's why I'm kind of nervous about Glockta, because he's way out of his depth right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more political machinations that are happening than he is aware of. Right. And, I, and I, I'm having trouble figuring out if Glockta is just a really great torturer. Or if he's also... I, I'm trying to figure out if, he, if he's only good as a torturer or if he has some like investigative abilities. And right now, his investigation is very low because he goes into the tower with Baez and already has a preconceived notion about what's going on there. He doesn't go with an open mind whatsoever, and he's like, these guys are all fakes. I'm going to fit the evidence to make that true. And it was like, Glockta, This is not good detective work, my dude. Right? Yeah. He's going it. in with,
0: he's going in with a confirmation bias mm-hmm. on the theory that it's they're faking it.
1: Yeah. And he's like, not... he's like jumping over backwards to try and make his fake theory true. You know, he goes to the university and like, "Show me the explosive powders." Of course, it will be that. And then he sees them, and it's like, "Oh, it's got to be something else then, not the explosive right. powders."
0: My question is: Is the is the Inquisition all of the detective work in this city, or is there like a separate detective slash? Pol- I'm assuming there's a separate like police slash guard force, but I don't know if there's a separate. It's, it seems like the Inquisition itself is all of the detective work, yeah. Which is just it seems they're too focused on torture.
1: A lot of torture. I kind of liken them to the CIA, FBI a little bit. Maybe more FBI because they do the kind of like sketchy stuff, you know? Okay, tough hit on the CIA and FBI. <laughs> okay, the CIA has a long history of doing sketchy stuff, Luke. This is well known. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, but also the problem with this... So I do think that they... Do most of the investigations in the city, but the there is another branch that does the like judging of the law. The High Justice seems like they're part of that branch. Mm-hmm. And how is anyone admitting these witnesses in court?
0: Okay, yeah, I we need to talk about this
1: because <laughs>
0: this this little this little trial, if we're gonna call it that, is basically. They bring forth these three prisoners, I think is what it was, who have obviously been tortured. Obviously been tortured, terrified, and clearly some of their, like, minds are broken. One of them is basically unconscious the whole time. And then at, some, at one point, somebody jumps up and is like, how are we believing this? These guys have clearly been tortured. Everyone's like, shut up, dude. They're, like, admitting stuff. It's like, didn't what? you hear them
1: say that? Sure, they may have been tortured, but listen to what they said. Yeah, the the one dude, we
0: we get the section where he's being trained. I think it's even called "How You Train a Dog" or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And it comes out in the trial where he's clearly like his mind has been broken to answer these questions this way. <laughs> the The other thing that should be the biggest red flag in the world that nobody apparently sees, is that... So the Mercers have this, this tr- these trading rights that are apparently super lucrative. And so they control certain trading routes, I guess, is what it is, basically. And so they're being completely dissolved. So those trading rights have to go to somewhere. And it goes to the
1: Inquisition? What? I know. That's the most suspicious thing I've ever heard. I know. It's like, how... House- okay, I think the average person could pretty easily connect the dots with this and be like, oh, yeah, that's that's definitely not good. Like, they definitely have a motive to torture these people and make them say what they want. So even all the people in the balcony who seem like the common people, upon hearing this, they should all be like, hold on. (laughs) Now, I'm not the smartest person around, but. There's clearly something going on here. But no, they're loving it. It's described that the audience is so on board with this. What? There's only one guy that's against
0: it. <laughs> one guy, and then I think I, I think it's maybe Jezel whose perspective we get during this scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I wonder how much he's going to lose because the Mercers are going down. I mean, maybe he is, but that's not the only reason he should be... He should be protesting this.
1: Right, right. Jezel assumes the only reason he's protesting is because he's going to lose money. And it's like, maybe this is just r- bad. Yeah. It's
0: it's a little... The, the, the government system is a little weird. A little sketchy here. And no
1: one seems to really care. Mm, I think that's how like, they can get away with a lot of it, yeah.
0: Right. Like, the... Uh, the king is basically not, not doing anything, right? No. no. And the, the Lord Chamberlain, I think is his name, mm-hmm. is doing all the stuff. And there everyone, I think it's mentioned a couple times that he's basically the king now. Right. What? Why are we not figuring this out? Who's, who's in charge of figuring out who does stuff when the king is incapacitated? Well, the Lord Chamberlain. Amateur, I'm gonna say, Dan. Amateur stuff here.
1: Luke, Luke, if we don't have branches of government holding each other accountable, this is what happens. Power gets consolidated in one, and then nobody has the power to stop them. Luke, checks and balances, Dan. We need checks, checks and balances. balances. We don't
0: have that. Got to keep them separate. Separate branches, at least at least three. Oh, one thing I wanted. One thing I wanted to talk about, Galacta, that I appreciate is early on in this section. He has another conversation with Jezel. And what happens is basically Jezel just like insults the crap out of him. I really appreciate the fact that we can get a character that does not respond poorly to being insulted. Because... Especially by a little shit like Jezel. Jezel sucks. (laughs) Because so often we get like someone insults somebody and that person gets very offended and, like, kills them. It's like, no, don't... Who cares that that guy said something mean to you? I really appreciate that Glockta didn't care at all.
1: Right. Very measured response from Glockta.
0: And I think we get that also with Logan.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Logan doesn't care at all. I I mean, I see a lot of similarities, actually, between Glockta and Logan. It's just... Glockta was mangled to the point. You know what it is? Glockta just complains about it, and Logan, Logan just has a positive can-do attitude. Logan's realistic about it because Logan's got a fucked up face. The, we we get the description of Logan's face for the first time in this section, and it is rough. Yeah, he's not looking great. No. Uh.
0: He's described as just a big lump of a man.
1: Yeah, with just, like, more scar than face. <laughs> it's not It's not what you want. No, I wouldn't say so. And sure, maybe he's a little bit more agile than Glockta. You know, maybe he has a little bit more mobility. But everybody looks at him like he's a monster.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm surprised at how... I'd have to figure out the
0: the descriptions of the different groups of people, but I'm surprised at how obviously Northern he is.
1: I, yeah, I'm always pretty amazed in a lot of fantasy books when they immediately know what region somebody is from based on how they look. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I can't tell if it's like similar to in the real world when you can see like somebody's ethnicity or race, whichever the correct term is for that. But you can kind of, like, tell what part of the world somebody might be from. I mean, even that's problematic, though, because, like, in our country, people look very different. Right. And so you can't tell, really, where someone is from by looking at them.
0: And I think it's mentioned that the union is pretty eclectic. Granted, I think... It's eclectic in terms of there being a lot of people from different countries there, but none of them have none everyone's that's of a different ethnicity or something like that is clearly not from the union but still it's not it's not uncommon to see people that are not from the union there
1: well, and the other thing about it is it seems like there are pretty open borders in this world, like people mm-hmm. are going trading from the empire to the south of the union, people from the north are. Perfectly fine. Like they invite them into the union to trade and stuff. So, I mean, if a person who lived in the north could just—it sounds like—move to the union and live there, they just have to follow the. It doesn't seem like there's anything stopping them from doing that, right? So, like, maybe everybody's just really bigoted. Probably, I think that's what I'm guessing. That's what it is.
0: On since we're on Logan and he's he's walking through this city amazed at everything i've got i've got one one little line or description of things that he does that i think is somewhat common in fantasy like descriptions of this kind of thing is somewhat common in fantasy books that if you if you think about what that looks like in real person actions is insane and that's He he sees this fountain, yeah, right, and asks Jezel about it, and Jezel's like, "There's pipes underneath," and they they have I think a couple sentences back and forth, and and then they're walking away, and I think Jezel is like a little bit ahead of him, but he can hear him, and he looks back, and he's this is the quote, shaking his head and muttering pipes to himself over and over. (laughs) Picture that. (laughs) That's not what you do when you see something new. Or when you hear the word, I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah. I know this is audio, so I'm going to do the audio section. You're not going to be able to see me shaking my head, but I'm shaking my head.
1: Well, let's just this play it Logan. out. I'll be Jezzle. You be Logan.
0: Okay. Okay. This 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 fountain, or how how's the water coming
1: out of this? Oh, there's just oh, there's just pipes under the ground. You know, they bring it. <sighs> okay, walking away. Man, I'm walking away. Pipes, pipes, pipes. 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 are you okay back there <laughs> how many times does he say pipes? i don't know <laughs> but it's not like that's gonna help you understand how it works right Ugh. i like to think it's indignance i like to think he's not saying it like pipes pipes he's like pipes pipes what do you think of pipes. He's, he's looking at people he's like pipes pipes, pipes? you give me the pipes pipes <laughs> that's how i like to think he said that okay yeah i i'm on board with that uh okay okay speaking of but- hold on speaking of descriptions of actions joe's favorite thing for a character to do in this book bar none is suck their teeth mm. characters in this book if anything somewhat bad or kind of not what they were expecting happens immediately suck their teeth. I want you to look for this. Keep this in mind when you're reading about characters from now on, but they suck their teeth so much. And Glockta doesn't have teeth. He sucks his gums. Everybody's sucking on their mouth parts.
0: (laughs) Glockta runs his tongue around his gums often. I'll have to I'll have to keep my eye out on people sucking their teeth.
1: It's just I, I haven't been keeping track, but I can guarantee there's been more than fifteen occurrences of a character sucking their teeth. Sure, sure.
0: Interesting. I don't even know what that really whatever. Okay. Baez Baez comes in to the union, you know, walks in, gets a gets an appointment with the important people. And it's like, yeah, I'm Baez, the first of the of the Magi. You guys have been keeping a seat warm for me. Um, so I'd like my I'd like my seat on the closed council, please. That I have not sat on for I don't know. I don't know how long
1: it is. Hundreds of years. Yeah, this is the thing. I, I don't know how old Baez is. I have no idea. It sounds like very so old. So he was the he was the counselor
0: of the first king. Mm-hmm. And they have they talk about this. This alleyway or, or walkway that has statues of all the kings. And there's tons of them. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's like a, a few hundred years at
1: least. Okay. That's what I'm assuming. And Baez as
0: well. is Baez helped them start this city. So the city itself is younger than Baez is. Yes. So Baez comes in. It's like, yeah, that's my seat. Uh, so if we could all if we could all just recognize me as Baez. As Baez, the hundred hundreds of years old magician who hasn't who you guys haven't seen for probably hundreds of years, um, and and yeah, let's let's get on with it. And is pretty outraged when they don't believe him. Yeah, what were you what were you expecting? Who? Why would
1: you think that they would believe you? So this is why I actually go back and forth about Glockta being a bad investigator, because Glockta comes in with this you know, bias that they're obviously faking it and he's just got to prove it. But if somebody came up to me and was like, hey, I'm George Washington, I've come to take my rightful place as the president of the United States again, so if we could just, you know, kind of get the show on the road, that'd be great. It would take a lot of convincing for me to be like, oh, okay, yeah, George Washington's here, guys. Okay. I'd be like, show me your wooden teeth. Do you see that cherry tree over there? What happened to it, George? Also, can you show Glockta how to make wooden teeth? Because that would be helpful. So helpful. But,
0: <laughs> so I I know what you mean. The the only thing is that magic is real in this world. And we know that Baez is a magician. Well, wizard. W- wizard, sure. Magi. Ma- ma- Mage magi? Magus? Magi? One of the two, yeah. <laughs> uh so it's not as absurd. Yes.
1: But like you said, this has been hundreds of years. And some guy who is, who is also in a costume. He's literally in a costume. And he shows up and says, I'm biased." <laughs> right. He has, he has like papers or something like that that seem to confirm. But I mean, what does that even mean? We don't know the provenance of these papers. We have no idea where they came from.
0: I think I think my issue is is that Baez gets upset at them for not believing mm-hmm. him. It's like you know you should have known that they were not going to just let you on the closed council. Well Especially especially because it's against their interest to let him on the closed council because it, it weakens everyone there, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, what do plan some thing other than just paperwork that proves that you're bias?
1: Oh, absolutely. But Luke, this actually brings me to a theory about bias.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I think bias is the bad guy. Okay. Here's why I think this. Okay, first off, bias mentions earlier in the book that this sorceress who comes to see them can use something called farsight. And so she can essentially like see where they are and know their locations. I assume Baez can do this too because he's a powerful wizard. So I anticipate he kind of knows what's going to happen when he gets to the city. I think this is all part of his plan. I don't think he expects, I think... In actuality, Baez didn't expect them to accept him on the council. And I think he has other motivations for coming to the city than trying to get on the council. Especially because at the end of this chapter, he's like preparing to leave. No. It would be so easy for him to convince them he's a powerful wizard, but for some reason he doesn't? That's suspicious, Baez. Come on. You could do just a little fire, right? You could do just (laughs) a little bit.
0: Like last time, he on a, like without preparation blew up a forest almost, and he was very tired after it. Granted, but he got better after like a day of sleeping, or whatever he was doing. Yeah, you could you could do something
1: right. So, so I think Baez. This is a part of a larger plan that Baez isn't revealing. Now, what's that larger plan? You ask. We learn that there is something called the seed. In this section, when they're telling the story of how the Maker died, Baez was the apprentice of the first wizard. And the Maker killed the first wizard for a reason that we don't know yet, could have been perfectly justified. And then Baez went and killed the Maker. And there was something about him not being able to find a seed. Okay, so we don't have a lot of details here. I'm gonna admit that, but it sounds like the seed is something important, and I think Baez is looking for it. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a little bit of a th- this this could be a stretch. I think the pot is the seed. the The pot. Remember, you remember Nine Fingers Pot. <laughs> okay okay here's why i think the pot's the seed i think nine fingers has a little spider sense and intentionally left the pot at the one place he knew bias wouldn't find it right in his backyard okay okay because and here's why i think the pot is the seed they could have got the pot they never got the pot luke nine fingers love that pot They're riding horses away from the library. Definitely could have just picked it up on the way. But there's not a scene where Nine Fingers says, Hey, we got to make a quick stop. I left my pot over here. I just got to pick that up. Nope. Right. Not there. Why? That would... If you're riding horses, it's a two days walk carrying a man. Riding horses, that's like four hours. You get the pot. We've... We talked about why. We talked about why last episode. You get the pot. Unless you have a good reason... Why you don't want Baez to have the pot. And, and you're saying that Nine Fingers doesn't know the reason, but he has some kind of spidey sense that has like, should ignore that. He pot. can speak to spirits, you know, and maybe they gave okay. him a little like insight about it. They were like, hey, also mm. keep that pot away from Baez, he's gonna want it. <laughs> Loving the theory.
0: Because <laughs> that, you're right, that pot, that pot's. Yeah, that's a big deal all right it's gone through it's gone through it's a lot a, it's gone through a lot it's a we don't like uh
1: uh loose ends no i'm still thinking about that pot sitting there in the rain
0: mm-hmm.
1: and until we that until we get that wrapped up that thread's gonna be dangling
0: i i hope he oiled it a little bit so that it doesn't get rusty
1: oh you got to oil it a little bit luke but even if it does get rusty you just throw it in a barrel with some sand and roll that around a little bit fresh roll as new. a little bit yeah roll
0: it around probably you can probably you can probably keep most of the seasoning if you do that yeah, yeah absolutely
1: uh, okay hold on okay hold on all right there's two other little pieces of evidence for why i think Baez is the bad guy and not just looking for the seed okay uh nine fingers comes in to talk and sees Baez reading a book and then Nine Fingers looks up and sees a dark, ominous black book on a top shelf, and says, "Hey, what's that?" And Bias is like, "Oh, it's nothing. Let me put this in my desk, out of the way, so you can't see it." And Nine Fingers is like, "Oh, it's about talking with demons, right?" And Bias is like, "Uh, yeah. How did you look at? It, I'm all suspicious. How did you know that?" So, I mean, you don't just leave a book about demons lying around unless you're reading it. So that's part of it.
0: Well, okay. Counterpoint. It sounded like it looked pretty cool.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't in a. It was just like strewn somewhere. Like he had been reading it. It wasn't in okay. a place of cool. Like check this out. It was right. just laying. It wasn't
0: out. even. It wasn't even like tilted a little bit to look haphazard, but is actually very, very intentional. Right. Okay, you're right. It's, yes. a, it's, it's probably
1: not there for show. No, I think it was accidentally left out. The other thing. Is with this freaking enchantment that Baez says protects his library. He says no one can enter if they have violence in mind. That's clearly not true. First off, okay. First off, uh, what's his name? Sh- Slate or the, Shale? The two, the two sons. Okay, the two sons of Bethad, Bethod come in. Definitely have some violence in mind. Right. Bethod comes in. Also, probably has violence in mind. No problems there. Okay, so that's clearly wrong. The second thing is, how do you even define that? <laughs> what does that even mean to not have violence in mind? True. Like, can
0: you can you be distracted for a couple minutes and not be thinking about violence and then all of a sudden you find it? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good point.
1: Mm-hmm. Or is it just like violence against people? Is it violence against people? anything and then would anyone ever be allowed into this place because maybe if i'm like oh if i if i saw a wolf coming at me i would punch it oh you can't get into the library because you would punch a wolf <laughs> okay good point but but the the, the reason this makes bias evil is he tells that he tells nine fingers this in order to assuage his worry about the library. And I think bias just doesn't care if all the people that live there in the library burns down. I think he's just like, whatever. It's not important to me. I'm on a quest and he's just got to tell nine fingers something to get him off his back. Like, Oh, don't worry. There's a magic word. No one can get in. It's fine. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. I will say that that part's a little,
0: a little weird. But, but more more weird in terms of fantasy books just being kind of, kind of absurd. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But I, I agree with you that that kind of defense isn't specific enough. I think that's a very good point. You need you need to define that. Maybe he maybe he's just cutting corners in the description to nine fingers because he's like nine, you're a fucking idiot, man. I'm not gonna just try to describe this to you. Uh, <laughs> I had to read like this, a 500-volume
1: very... book to understand it, okay? <laughs> I can't describe it to you in two sentences and fully capture all of its power.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Okay, maybe. But
0: but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So, okay. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to move us on. The the contest is pretty important in this section. I've got some I've got some qualms with the organizers. Yeah, we've
1: got major qualms, yeah.
0: Major qualms with the organizers. First off, you build the stands every year. You don't, have, you don't have a permanent, like, Coliseum-style
1: structure. These things happen every year. Yep. Even in times of war. There's a war going on, and you're like, we should still do the contest, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they build it from scratch every
0: time. Okay. First off, that means that there's no sports going on for the rest of the year. None whatsoever. Ridiculous. In a city like this.
1: Put a basketball court somewhere. Then when you have the (laughs) contest, you just convert the basketball court into a little grassy circle.
0: This, yeah. Okay. This is like, this is like the national championship. You're telling me there's not a regular season. You're telling me there's not, there's not semi-pro leagues out here of fencing no wrestling
1: matches whatsoever none, also none huge sanctioned. waste of resources well we no, don't know we no, don't know what they do with the stands afterwards luke i'll say that
0: true maybe they recycle it and make some boats yeah maybe they're gonna make
1: a big boat a big ship
0: <laughs> they're like you know the first r is reduce. the second r we can take advantage of that that's reuse. we're gonna do we're gonna do some boat making if need be, we'll go to the third R and recycle it. But we'd prefer to reuse. W- reuse way Fair better. Point. Yeah. Fair point, Dan. Okay. The other thing, the, the schedule of events here, two bouts a day. Yeah. What the fuck? Two, ba- two bouts a day? These bouts are like two minutes long. I know. I know. You think that there are people, you think that you have to pay to get in each time? Absolutely, dude. It's, and not like a, it's not like a weekend or a week-long pass. And think how inconvenient this
1: has got to be. Hey, all right, so I'm getting ready to go to the contest for the day. I got my sunscreen. I'm dressed up all nice. There's going to be like, I don't know, 10,000 people there I'm going to have to jostle with to find a seat. And then... Um, You've got to find a sitter. Yeah, I've got to find a sitter for like 20 minutes. Well, but not <laughs> 20 minutes because it's going to take an hour to just get in your seat. And then right. once you're in your seat, you're like, mm, I should have gone to the bathroom before this started, crap, and you're just going to have to sit through it. But good news, it'll last 15 minutes. Are you kidding me? It's, I don't, there's like thousands, tens of thousands of people in this city that come to watch these things that take 15 minutes? Yeah have half of them in the day there's there's so much
0: productivity lost here
1: well oh oh luke hold on are there other events happening in the contest that we just don't see maybe Like, like
0: this is the headliner this
1: might be the main event but maybe there's like some pro wrestling that happens before There's like a horse show that happens earlier in the day. And so what we are doing is we're only seeing the monster jam that's happening at night. But in fact, there's like a whole day's worth of activities like at the state fair.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can see that. This is like a week long festival kind of thing where the main event is at is like 4:30 to 5 p.m. every day.
1: Right. I think okay. that's I think that might be, be what's happening.
0: You're getting funnel cakes, you're getting you're getting some
1: live music. Yes. Everybody's
0: yeah. Okay.
1: No. I could see that being it. I will say and this is this is also true about going to a fight in the real world, don't understand it. Because you could pay $200 to get a seat at a fight and then the fight ends in 10 seconds. You have no guarantee that this fight is going to last. If Okay, if I get a ticket to a soccer game in the US, it's going to be two hours of entertainment that I'm going to have, depending on how good the game is. But if I go to a fight that it ends in five seconds, waste of money. Even if it was the coolest thing ever. They did some dope move and ended it. I still, I could have watched that on YouTube.
0: Right. So, okay. That. Yeah. That's a fair point. That's probably why boxing matches and that kind of thing have a ton of them before the headliner. Okay. Hmm. That might, I think that might be. I think that might be the case.
1: I would hope so. Otherwise, it's absurd. Otherwise, this is crazy. But. Two bouts a day. <laughs> Poor planning. Seriously. Okay.
0: We've got the the next thing that I wanted to talk about is this book is known. I would say for the characters Mm -hmm. right and i am loving the little the little details the weird little details about random characters so my two examples Mm -hmm. are grim the northman yeah it's (laughs) i think we get we get dogman's perspective where he comes back and like says something he's like hey you guys need to stop arguing and grim goes it's the dogman and dogman and his inner monologue is like why the fuck does he always he never talks when he does he says something obvious love that little detail about grim because it's it's so unnecessary but interesting the other the other little detail that i love is frost the big albino dude that punches everybody in the stomach (laughs) i love the detail from i think last section where he's waiting for glockta and he's in this dark room without any lights on (laughs) and
1: glockta comes in he's like were you just sitting here in the dark? <laughs> that's crazy. How long have you been standing there? And Glotter was like, it's probably been two hours that he was just in a completely yeah. pitch dark room. I
0: loved it. <laughs> just, a great little, just a great little detail that's not really significant in the... Well, I mean, maybe... Actually, that one's kind of significant in, in understanding the character. Yeah. But it's, it's one that you wouldn't think of being in there. And I appreciate it.
1: You know what? Okay, who do you think would be better to have in a fight, Frost or the Feared? Like, if you were betting, if you were in the stands, it was right before a a duel was going to happen, and they had the Feared and Frost in a a ring, who's your money going on? See, this is interesting, because this is one of those
0: circumstances where we know a lot about Frost, but we don't know much about the Feared. Mm -hmm. Frost... Seems very good at fighting. But he's not very smart about it. And here's my example. Okay, yeah. This isn't necessarily fighting, but Frost, when they're, when they're breaking into that merchant's house, he does the shoulder barge move on these giant doors. And it works. Uh-huh. Sure. He breaks open the doors, but that's not how you do it, man. You kick them. You're going to dislocate your shoulder that way. So Frost is just relying on brute strength, not really, not really thinking about the best ways to do things, Mm. and and I think that's going to get him in trouble in a more serious fight.
1: Yeah, but the feared also seems like he would rely much more on brute strength than the proper way of doing things. The feared doesn't seem like a tactician to me. Okay, I will say this. The fear definitely has a height advantage on Frost.
0: <laughs> right, he's like eight feet tall.
1: Yes, he's a big boy. Okay, and
0: Frost just like he's just gonna punch you a lot, really hard, and you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, he's gonna punch you in the stomach, and you're gonna double over. That's his move.
1: I mean, it's it's worked, right?
0: Right, but you, I, if you know that, you scout him a little bit, figure out the scouting report on Frost. It's like, he's pretty dumb, punches you in the stomach a lot.
1: Okay, you're coming down a little too hard on Frost being dumb. Frost <laughs> Frost sneaks in to that merchant's room behind him without him noticing, creeps up incredibly close while Glockta is distracting him, and almost grabs him and prevents him from jumping out a window that's like right next to his desk. That, a dumb... Okay, if Frost was dumb, he would have just barged in and tried to grab him immediately. Frost has got a okay. brain.
0: Uh, I think I still think Frost is pretty dumb.
1: I don't think that's given Frost enough credit, but we should really move okay. on. <laughs> I'm I'm doing two to one odds. I'd still favor the feared over Frost.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Okay. Luke, it's Jezel. Right? Jezel is the one who does the duel. Jezel gets a mm-hmm. note that says, Meet me tonight at the statue of King Herod. And it's signed A. First off, I was hoping it was Eris. I was so excited for it to be Eris. Because he's like, there's no other A that I know. It's got to be Colonel West's sister. And I was like, ooh, if this is Eris, it's going to be so good. He's going to be like, wait, why are... Oh, damn it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. But also, what does tonight mean? What's the window of hours of tonight? Yeah, this is a very good point. This is a bird egg situation that we talked about last episode. What does that Mm -hmm. mean? Is that 6 p.m. to midnight? Is that 6 p.m. to 4 a.m.? Is that 8 p.m.? What what is tonight
0: yeah and the thing about this is that artie is her name yes and she's the one sending the note she's only hurting herself by being non-specific now she has to sit there for i don't it's i think he gets there really he gets there at like midnight yeah she's probably she's probably there at six right she's been
1: sitting there for six hours at the very least you've got a three hour wait you're setting yourself up for i think that is the like minimal window you could reasonably use for tonight is a three hour window (laughs) why do you have nothing better to do which well she doesn't yeah maybe not
0: (laughs) but still the other and you don't know that he got the message either that's so true. She's bad at, she's just bad at leaving. She's bad at setting up meetings. Yeah, this, this is what she is. Yeah, that's true. This is why she doesn't have any friends. She's like, Hey, I just, I know I just met you. Would you like to get lunch this week? Someone's like, sure. She's like, great. I'll see you there. <laughs> and then walks now, off. <laughs> the person's like, okay, I'm not going to see that person ever again. Cause she didn't tell me a time or a place.
1: Oh, I love it. Well, okay, the other thing is, do you think there's only one statue of the king that founded the city in the city? Like, this city's okay. massive, right? And I'm, okay, to give them a little bit of credit, maybe there's one prominent statue of the mm-hmm. king that founded the city. But there's, like, at least one more somewhere, right? Right, yeah. I mean, even if it's, like, a not a great one, you know, there's, like, definitely more than one statue of the founder of the city that's the capital of this empire around you know yeah it would be like going to dc and saying hey i'll meet you at you know george washington's statue it's like well there's a lot of there's a lot of those that we could go to
0: (laughs) i'm assuming you're right about that i don't know how many statues there are of him i actually don't even know if there is one (laughs) (laughs) you almost said you almost said monument i know i I did <laughs> yeah, that's that could be okay, a garbage so point. That could be totally wrong. There's got to be one that's obvious. Like they're like maybe at the statue and he's like, "Okay, that's obviously the big one, not the little BS. Not the one out front of the car like, dealership
1: that they have to show their patriotism. It's not that one." Right. Right.
0: <laughs> okay, last thing I have is uh we get we get a little insight into the university. And Galacta goes in. They're all there's like six of them. They're all a thousand years old, and he
1: goes to talk to the chemist guy. See, this is talks somewhere the, that you and I to actually guy. have some no labels on his reagents. Yes, okay, I was offended by the lack of safety <laughs> protocol. That were uh, these these people should not be getting funding. Because they're not following any proper safety procedures. No labels on any of this shit. They're not putting up a blast shield before they do an explosive reaction. Nobody's wearing goggles. No fume hood. That was a big problem in this situation. Golly. And there's just glassware strewn about. There's a crow. (laughs) Okay, well, that's in the library, to be fair.
0: Okay, that's the library. But you don't label anything? that's like the number one thing
1: yeah how is anybody supposed to work with you dude if everything is just based on your memory of what it is right this is why you're not
0: getting students yeah and they're like i can't reproduce anything
1: god this yeah there's these, no procedures this university <laughs> sucks so bad <laughs> of course nobody's gonna go here are you kidding me <sighs> He's also got a giant I, beard that he's not keeping out of the way of reactions and experiment, I, Dude! <sighs> yeah. Also,
0: just put out some... You guys could get students. Put out some ads. You know? No one knows you're here. <laughs> this librarian has so many amazing rare books. You're telling me no one wants to come see this?
1: Also, I mean... There's got to be somebody who's interested in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's in a city of tens of thousands of people, there's some young whippersnapper who's like, yeah, I'd like to see some cool glassware and make some acid and explosions. I'd love to see that. That. Plus, you got to think that people that are coming up with new products want
0: to be talking to the scientists.
1: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they just don't have any young tour guides to lead people around the campus show them where the dining hall is talk about their football team they just don't have that their version of a tour guide is that old old guy at the door that's it
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, they need a new you know hire me as president of the university i could turn i could turn it around they need to
1: rebrand is what we're saying
0: Definitely rebrand, get some, get some, get a new face on the university, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. get some, get, take some stock photos of a bunch of young people studying, send it out on some ads,
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, offer some scholarships, offer some scholarships. Yeah. (sighs) Wow. Look, I think this might be the first time in this podcast we've been able to talk about something that we're actually qualified to talk about you know what i mean yeah finally we could talk there's
0: a literal like chemist guy in there
1: yeah where we could both just be like this is absurd
0: (laughs) this is what this is what we've been waiting for
1: we love it look that's uh that was the last thing i had too actually oh well same page so so yeah i think that's gonna I think that's gonna do it for us today we'll be finishing up uh the blade itself next episode we'll be announcing our next book get excited for that and you know uh i thought the take at the beginning of the episode was pretty hot maybe next time we'll try for an even hotter take and try to act like even dumber now